Electricast. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure. I have a very special guest today. I'm excited to share with the audience. Lon is the author of Modern Merlin. And we're going to talk about that today, her new book. She's also an internationally acclaimed sacred geometry artist and creator of two best-selling and award-winning Oracle decks. As the founder of Lawn Art, she offers tools for transformation, readings, an online course, and personal soul portraits that connect you to your soul purpose. Lawn's work inspires authentic insights and activates thinking beyond the everyday, so you can make real changes in your life and become the best possible version of yourself. Modern Merlin is her first book and has an associated online course offering a deeper introduction to the concepts and patterns that construct your life. For more information, you can visit her website, www.lon-art.com. It's a great pleasure. I welcome Lon to the show. I'm so excited to be here. Excited to have you on. And I know we were just talking a few minutes before we started the interview. And one of the things I always love to find out is, how did you start on your spiritual journey? What motivated you to get into like sacred geometry and all these amazing things that I think make life interesting and exciting? Yeah. Isn't it funny that when we look back on the journeys that we have taken, that it's really hard to really pinpoint a certain moment. It always seems to be like a bland. So I would have to say like it probably started all the way back when I was a child. I grew up in Holland. I'm Dutch. And I grew up as one of those really sensitive, empathic children. And I would just pick up on everything. So it was hard for me. The Dutch culture is very down to earth. It's very just be normal. Let's be grounded and all of that. And here I am. I was basically a star child looking around, picking up on everybody's energy, picking up on everything subtle that was flying around from the multidimensional realms. And I had no idea. I didn't know what that was or how. And then when I started talking about it or asking questions to my family or people around me, 
most of the time the reaction would be like, huh, what are you talking about? So I felt crazy for the most part. And I felt very out of place and very scared. And it took a long time before I started realizing like, wow, people go in different places with their consciousness. And I happen to be attuned to different layers of reality than most people are. So that's the beginning. Then in my teens, I went to art school because I loved pictures. I loved images. I loved colors. I loved harmonizing. I loved putting things together that worked together, whether it was people, whether it was furniture, whether it was pictures. So I automatically went to art school and played with images. I was really good at it. So that was really fun. Went into the whole graphic and marketing industry. And along the way, came across crop circles. Have you heard of crop circles? Yes. In the potential alien origin, there's a mystery about that. I have watched stuff on them. I'm very intrigued by them. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of these questions and things around it. Geometries in them. I was never really that interested in who they, who made it or where they came from. I was just floored by the designs. I looked at the designs and as an artist and probably as a star child, I would look at the designs and go, it's a language, like there's something going on there. So I started, and it's complex, it's intricate, it's mathematically perfect. It's, and it's really hard to make actually. So the whole, just to go back to the origin, the whole idea that somebody hoaxed this and created this, like whoever made it, they have my admiration because as an artist, it's almost impossible try to make a perfect circle and now try to make these circles perfectly make in the middle, right? It's almost impossible to make this stuff. Anyways, I started taking those pictures and put them in line art and started making, putting color to it, gradients to it, and noticed that it would give me different feelings. And then I started thinking about it. Whoever made this, there's probably a reason why sometimes they use a circle and sometimes they use a triangle. And so... It's like a language. So from there, I started developing like, what if we could express really important things that are at the foundation of how we understand life and how we relate to each other? Things like healing and romantic relationship and intimacy and honesty and integrity and things like that. What if we can express those in forms and shapes and colors? So I started doing that. I would take a concept like healing and I would just meditate with it, sit with it. I love that. Run it through my body, see how it feels, and then let it flow out of me in what it wanted to be like in a picture, in a mandala, in sacred geometry. And of course, that went completely nuts. I made one and then I made two and then it went 10 and then it was 20. And at some point I had so many and I wrote about it too. I would read I would write about what does healing mean and how do we accomplish it and how do we grow with it and where do we need to look to really be in a healthy state of being. So I would take these concepts and really start taking them apart in layers, like from a three-dimensional point of view, from a multidimensional point of view. And at some point I had so many that somebody suggested like, you should have them published. Yeah, that's cool. What do I would do with it? And then somebody mentioned Oracle decks and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I had no idea. I played with Oracle decks before, but I never thought about making one, let alone like how you put one together. 
how do you go from having images to making that into an Oracle deck? It's interesting. So for our audience, I love everything you're talking about right now. Everything is resonating because I, I enjoy someone who's artistic, spiritual. You're a creator. I read your energy right now as, a, as an intuitive medium, psychic, psychic medium. You're a creator. You, you have this high intuitive ability that helps you with, I don't know if you have strong visualization, that yes. you see it in your mind before it becomes, right. and I think that's a very high level of intuitive ability. But I also think you're very empathic too. And I feel like you can really feel the energies of other people. And that's what inspires you to create all the things you're doing. Right. When you, and it's like me with the podcasting. The reason I got into this, I tripped into it. Right. I never had any prior training or experience. I'm a lawyer, so I could do depositions. And I knew how to ask questions on my, so that's where podcasting match what I do, but I'm also spiritual and creative in my own way. I don't draw, I could draw stick figures. Okay. <laughs> that is the best I could do. But when it comes to the gift of gab and talking and being creative with concepts and stuff, I get creative downloads all the time. And then the next thing you know, I'm coming up with an idea for a new podcast idea, or I'm coming up with an idea of a show or, and that's just where I'm starting. I'm, I'm starting on my journey doing all this now, but I love that you have this because it's exactly my theory. I have my own theory that when people are very intuitive, that they're also very creative and they're usually balanced between these different spheres of their brain. And when you're an artist, you have very strong visualization abilities that gives you the gift to, con to convey just beauty. And what you're working with your Oracle cards, that's like universal beauty, sacred geometry. Yes. Yes. And how things heal us. I'm all about healing modalities. So it's like, you're singing a song that I'm listening in my head right now and I'm loving um, yeah, that's amazing. I, I totally agree. I think it's so much. I have a very harmonizing nature, you I know, it's like whether it's in my relationships or my family or whether it's in my environment or with pictures. So I think all of that just inspires to constantly want to harmonize everything internally, externally for other people. And I think art and images and color is such a beautiful medium do it because this speaks to us intuitively on, on a soul level right exactly it look, elevates our vibrational you look at everything right and it's just beautiful it just tells a story by itself and that story might be a little bit different for everybody depending on how you interpret it and that's fine because life is all about how we interpret it right and how and it's different for for all of us I have to say this. So last night I was hanging out with some friends. Now that COVID's still around, but it's becoming a little more like we're in this new normal. Right. And one of the things we had an extensive conversation about over dinner was sacred geometry. I'm telling you, synchronicity between me talking about it yesterday and discussing sacred geometry and patterns and healing energies and all that. And then you're coming on today. I was so excited because I'm like, it's such a great conversation topic. I was, I was there in spirit already. You were there in spirit already. And I wanted to ask you, when it comes to sacred geometry, was it the crop circles that kind of got you into it? Or was it something else? And if you could share that with our audience, because it's such a fascinating topic. Right. No, it was it was the crop circles to begin with. But because the crop circles make such an impact on me, and then besides making these images for the concepts that I was talking about, I started making it for people. I would tune into somebody and because somebody asked me, like, can you draw me? And I'm like, Okay, let's try it. So I would just sit with them, tune into their energy, get their vibration, their essence, meditate with that, and then do the same thing, had it flow out of me and make an image. And I did that and I looked at it and I looked at them and I'm like, yeah, I can see the likeness, but I made it. So I'm biased. But then when I started showing it to other people and oh yeah, absolutely. 
So it became like this whole language, this whole work. And because of it, I became very curious. Like, what is this about? Like I started reading about sacred geometry. I started researching it and start understanding it also, like why it is so powerful and what exactly I'm doing. And that took years. I'm still learning. I'm still, yeah. still unfolding. I think that's what led to the book, right? The book was eventually the story that binds it all together. Why sacred geometry? How does it fit in our lives? What does it have to do with you and your life and your ability to create a life that you're really excited about? And how does it all fit together? Interesting, too. When I think of sacred geometry, it's a, this is my novice opinion. You could add to it. I learned when I started doing psychic readings professionally. My best friend has a metaphysical store called Royal Susie in Tampa here. And I started doing readings there. And so once I started doing that, I realized I wanted, I was like a sponge. I, my mind was like a sponge. I wanted to learn everything about spirituality that I could, metaphysical and all that. I started taking classes online and stuff. The thing about sacred geometry for me is that you can look in a bee cone, a, a honeycomb for bees. You could look at snowflakes. You could see these beautiful, amazing patterns and all these things through nature. Even the rings of a tree, when you cut a trunk and you see the spirals that are perfectly designed, or when you look at water molecules, there's been studies with water mo molecules. We were actually talking about that topic yesterday. And you can see the sacred geometry of water molecules and how they can change based on words like love or music or thoughts. And I wanted, I, what I wanted to ask you about it is some people say, well, that sounds like magic. <laughs> For me, magic is just like anything else in, in the world. Manifestation, some people think that's magic. I have, I wanted to ask you, in your opinion, working with sacred geometry and your understanding of magic, what do you think you'd like to offer in your terms of sacred geometry and how that factors into what I'm talking about? I actually say in my book that manifestation is the new word for magic. I love it. It is. You know, what we used to call magic, we now call manifestation. And if you think about it, manifestation is just the ability to create something seemingly out of nothing, right? And if we really start, again, I love these concepts. So I go into the concept of magic. And when you think about it, magic is just a word, a label that we put on something that we can clearly experience or see or whatever that is. And we don't have a real explanation for it. Like our logical mind can't really yes. explain it. So it's like, oh, wow, that happened to me. I have no idea why. Must have been magic, right? So we throw it in the box of magic. If you look over time, there have been a lot of things that we thought were magic. And over time, science caught up and explained it to us. And then we took it out of the box of magic because we thought, like, no, we actually know how this works. It's not magic anymore. So magic is magic constantly evolves. What magic is today might not be magic tomorrow because we're learning more and more about how it actually all works together and how sacred geometry fits in our ability to create magic, to manifest things. So I love the idea of magic because magic gives us, makes us believe that anything is possible, right? That the impossible can be. I believe that. that the that delve in spirituality like we do, you'd have to say anything is possible because anything is possible once you free yourself of limitations right. in your mind. Yeah, and just because we don't really understand how it works, that doesn't really even matter, right? It's like, okay, we'll figure that out later. We're just going to intend it. We're going to feel it. We're going to be it. We're going to live it. We're going to just live like it already is happening. All of that, we're just going to totally be it, right? Embody it. 
And then often it happens. Yeah, I love magic. And that's why, and that's why I called it the word modern Merlin came to me after a meditation. I woke up in the morning and I had the, the title in my head, modern Merlin. And I thought, I looked it up actually. I thought, oh, maybe that's a movie or a book. And I looked it up and I was so surprised. I couldn't really find anything directly modern Merlin. Just some reference to Merlin. And to me, it sounded like Modern Merlin. It's such a great title, right? It rolls off it your clothes. It's an alliteration. They're two M's. Like. And then I realized, like, oh, it's my title. That's what I'm supposed to write about. So then, yes, then it became Modern Merlin. And of course, it's about contemporary magic, the ability that we have to be in co creation with the creative source. And all of that is, is, it's actually explainable. Quantum physics has shown us that everything is energy, including us. And that means that everything is connected. So that means that- I do what I do. I tune into energy and everything is spirit is energy, which is soul. Interestingly enough, another synchronistic thing. Yesterday, I posted on my Instagram about creative downloads. I call it a creative download, meaning I'll be sitting on the couch and you have this too. You just talked about it. Your modern Merlin title. I'll be in the shower and something downloads. And then I got to dry off and get to the computer and come up with what I am thinking. Or So I want to ask you, what's your personal experience with creative downloads? Meaning that you, this thing that just comes into your mind and it's like a gnat in the ear. You can't ignore it. You got to pay attention to it. And all of a sudden, then you let it express. And the next thing you know, you're giving birth to something beautiful and incredible. In my experience, most of my downloads actually, shower is a big one, but a lot of them come when I'm in movement. I just feel like the creative source, spirit, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, delivers a lot of the messages. It's like a spiral form and it's moving. So it almost feels like I have to move to be able to merge with it. If I, sometimes it happens in meditation, but often it happens when I'm walking or when I'm driving or when I'm dancing. And, and, but, and I love that. And when it starts, I often have to start moving. Like I make a lot of my... My, my images, I make them, I have a standing desk. So I put my desk in a, where, so I can stand behind it and I can move. So I can look at it and move my body, move my hands. I talk with my hands too. You probably noticed that. I, it's really hard for me to sit still. <laughs> That's okay. Being expressive is better than not, in my opinion. So if you want to talk with your hands, go right ahead. It's no problem. So my hands do this thing and I have to look at my hands and I go, wow. It's like they talk, they tell their own stories even before the words come out of my mouth. You actually talk with your hands by creating with your art too. It works pretty good. It's my channel, yeah, that comes through my hands for sure. I wanted to ask you if you could tell us what it means to be a modern Merlin. Being a modern Merlin means that you live with the absolute conviction that you know that the unimaginable or the imaginable and the impossible can be possible and that you are always in intimate relationship and co-creation with a creative source, that you are not separate from source. You are not separate from the universe. It's all connected. Being a modern Merlin means that you live knowing that there is unlimited possibility and that it's up to you in your ways of being to tap into that. And we all have those magical powers inside of us. And some of us are born with a little bit more direct access right away, but we can all develop it. It's like a muscle. Wouldn't you agree? hundred percent. I was going to tell you, I was about to say that. I didn't want to interrupt or talk. I believe that the more you practice spirituality, the more you like riding a bike, the more I start doing readings, I, at first it's confidence. You got to gain your confidence with this stuff. 
And then once you realize that you're picking up stuff that's legit or you're channeling stuff as an artist, you just have to have the, the let it go, let it flow through you. And I feel like you learn and you gain and you acquire wisdom. It's like everything else. It's like going to the gym and building up muscle. The repetition is key. And it's the same with anything spiritual. That's why I also wrote a book. But the beginning of the book is a lot about the foundation of it. It starts with us understanding, like cognizing with our mind of how things work. Because we are the most powerful if we are in coherence between the thoughts that our minds think and the feelings that our hearts generate. That together makes the vibrational signal that we're going to send out into the universe and that the universe is going to respond to. So we have to have our mind on board. You know, you don't want to have your mind in the backseat, like being the backseat driver and go, no, don't do that. This is scary. No, this is not possible. That's never going to work. We all know that. We all have that in our head that does that. So we have to give our mind the foundation, the knowledge. So in my book, I do go into why is everything energy? I go into quantum physics, but in a very playful, simple matter that is easy to understand with lots of examples in your daily life so that you can go, oh, I never thought about it that way. So that the mind can take a rest, right? So that the mind can be on our side. It's interesting you say it like that because my own conceptualization of manifestation in my mind, like we say, the new magic, is I manifest best when I can bring everything in alignment with my mind, body, and spirit and focus. Yeah. Conscious. My consciousness. When I, that's why I have this six-foot dry erase board in my room. It's my vision board. I change it out probably every few weeks. But the things I put on there, I meditate before I even put them on to manifestation items. And I even use like the mantra at the top. I say manifest my best. Like I try to rhyme like modern Merlin. Like I feel like you could do things like you said if you align things. And I wanted to ask you if you agreed with that. If you believe it's by bringing our thoughts and our intentions in alignment, that's how this stuff is in essence kind of one of the ways. Absolutely. Because our energetic bubble is, is what creates the vibrational signal that goes out, right? It's our energetic wish list. So that bubble of us that we all have around us is made up of everything that we're feeling, every, but everything that we're thinking as well. So if you are wanting to, whatever, you want like a, a romantic relationship and your heart is going oh, wow, I really want a romantic relationship. And your mind in the same, in the meantime is going, that's never going to happen for you. You're too short, you're too tall, you're too overweight, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're too old, whatever. All of that, then it's not in coherence, right? So then you're and sitting... You're pushing it away. And you're sending out two different signals. You're sending out one that says, I want, and you're sending out another that says, it's impossible. So the universe is going to respond to both. The universe doesn't care. That field of unlimited potential doesn't have an opinion. It doesn't judge. It doesn't do right or wrong. Right. It just responds to the energy. So you want that energy of your mind and that energy of your heart and of your feelings. You want it on the same page. So that's why you want your mind to understand, like deeply understand and believe what you're doing because then it can relax. If your mind believes like you say, Look, I've got this. My intuition, me, my soul, my spirit, my essence, you know, all of that, my energetic part, we have this. You don't have to worry about me. You don't have to protect me. Just relax because this is how it works. Then the mind can go, ah, and then it's going to support you. What's your viewpoint on past life? I believe that we have them. For one, I have too many memories of things that 
I can clearly recall and that do not fit in this lifetime that I'm living right now. And for two, again, to go back to the logic of what I give my mind, in the total story of the human being on a journey on this earth, to me, it makes sense that it's, a, that it's an ongoing journey in which we come back and that we continue growing and evolving where we were before. It doesn't make sense to me to just be born, do this whole thing, and then end. That's with you. wasted. Plus that we see it in, in evolution. We see that the children of today are born with such different consciousness and often skills and access to layers of reality that we didn't see 50 or 100 years ago. Or maybe then it was like a big exception. So there is obviously something going on, evolves us collectively. And I think the only way that we can collectively evolve is if we individually grow and be on that journey. The reason I ask you that, as I'm talking to you, your energetic vibrations from your energy, I feel like if you've ever felt like you might have been a, a mathematician in a prior life or a professor of academics, possibly male figure, but in, in like the 1800s, I feel like you delved in math and that the residuals of that is where yes. you have the sacred geometry desires and how you are in the yep. crop circles and angles and triangles. I, I wouldn't doubt that. I feel definitely something that's in your background yeah, that's being expressed so in the artistic form this year, the way uh, this in this lifetime, the way it is. Yes. Thank you. And oh, how amazing that you recognize that because I'm a nerd at heart. I'm Me too. I'm really good at math. I'm really technical, love computers, love all of that. So I I do left brain and right brain at the same time. My father was a huge software developer. He was very important worldwide back in the 60s to get all this going. And one of my big ideals is Leonardo da Vinci. If you would ask me, like, name anybody in history to spend a weekend with, to talk and be inspired by, I would love to be with him because he had the same he was an artist, but he made these amazing contraptions and technical things and with so much knowledge of science and math. And again, that's where it bridges, right? It's He's the original influencer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's all about bridging the spiritual realm with the scientific and mental realm. And that's what we're seeing more and more. And I think that helps us also cognizing things, meaning putting things in in logical terms helps everybody to relax it's very hard to ask people to trust their guts if their brain is in overdrive overwhelm or just in anxiety that's right? a light pollution right you can't see the stars if you have too many lights around that if you do that with yourself you're not gonna be able to be very spiritual because you'll be you'll be distracted you're not gonna have clarity and focus yes and alignment yeah yeah 100%. exactly I want to ask you this. When you wrote your book, what's been the most enjoyable experience about that you haven't shared with anyone that you really like, just when you think about it, you wake up in the morning, you pick your head up off your pillow. And you're like, I have not in Merlin. I loved it. Wow. Yes, I do. For one, I worked on this book with a, she became a very dear friend of mine. Her name is Diane Young. She is a professor with a PhD and she's a curriculum developer in the colleges. So I... Somewhere along the way, I got in touch with her and I asked her to work with me on this book and on the online course that goes with it to help me really to go back again 
to help me to stay on course, to help me to put it all together, to make sure that there's a that there's a logical flow to it, and also to help make sure that what I'm saying is correct. We talk about like quantum physics. I want to make sure that, yes, I want to make it simple, but I also want to make sure that I'm not incorrect in what I'm saying so that nobody's going to fall over me and say, ah, that's not true. So what's really enjoyable and what was really scary at the same time is just to put it all together. I feel like this is my story. You know, this is, this is me sharing how I truly see how things are and how they are put together and what we can do and how much power we really have. So it's very close to my heart. It's very personal. It's my child. I, I say, it's like giving birth yes. to something beautiful. Again. And just like a child, like once it's published, that was scary. Like the day that it got published is really scary because growing it and writing it, that took two or three years, right? And then at some point, it's like, this is the day it gets launched and you have to let it go. Just like a child, at some point, you have to let your child go and trust that everything that you put in them is going to be helpful and that there'll be amazing human beings that are contributing to a more harmonized world. Same with the book. And once it's written, you can't, if I would go back now, there, would, might, be, there might be things that I would say, oh man, I wish that I would have said it like that, or maybe I could have... You can't. It's out there. It's it's done. And then you have to wait to see how the world is going to receive it. But you have so much pride in it. Because even though you get a little nervous releasing it. Yes, I did. And especially because somebody, I never thought about that, but somebody right before I released it brought up, they said, aren't you nervous because you're talking about magic? And for a lot of people, that topic could be very controversial. And they might think, especially some religions might think like they and so they were going into, aren't you afraid that people think like black magic and things like that? And I never even thought about that until they you mentioned it. not in that. You're thinking of the light and you're a light worker. So for you, like magic. I was like, look, of course you can use powers in a bad and in a dark way, but you can do that with any kind of power. You can yeah, do, you could do and that's religion. with anything. Though. In religion, you can do it in healthcare. There's, there's nothing that doesn't make magic bad or good. It just gives us a tool. It gives us incredible, it's inspiring. I think without magic, I think we wouldn't be as excited to be here because without magic, then we would have limits. Then we wouldn't believe that we could be even more than what we are now, even without knowing how. It's true. I want to ask you your understanding of 3D and multidimensionality in the sense of how that applies all these concepts we're talking about. Because that's it. Yeah. 3D is everything that is the stuff, right? Us. It's your body. It's your car, your house, your money, and anything that you can touch. Like 3D goes back, refers to the three dimensions, like the width, the depth, and the length. And all that together gives form. So that is form-based. You can touch it. And it's tied to our five senses because our five senses are tied to the 3D world because we can see things, we can hear things, taste things, touch and smell things. So that's three-dimensional and it's very into the external world. And it's mostly how we understand our reality to be. Like up till now, we have mostly told the story of the human being on earth as that story, external world, survival, taking care of the body, shelter, things like that. 
but now we are learning and quantum physics has shown us that that there is actually a much larger multidimensional reality in which the three-dimensional world fits so the three-dimensional world is there but it's only a small part of a much larger multidimensional reality and it turns out that we have an incredible large part of us is multidimensional like our soul our spirit our essence all that subtle stuff. That's how I see it too. I agree with you. I believe that in the 3D world, people who are strictly in the 3D world wouldn't be able to understand spirituality, think it's some foreign esoteric thing in reality. I believe we're spiritual beings living in a physical world, like you say. And once we can understand that, then there really isn't anything that can blow the mind and, and cause you to be disbelieved when you or have disbelief when something happens that we may not be understanding of it. It's like if you took a cell phone back a hundred years and walked around with it and you're actually able to call people here, people would put you freak out thinking, what is this? This must be some type of bad device. In reality, it's an invention we created. And here's the interesting thing too. I think there's much more multidimensional stuff in our lives than most people realize. We, we take it for granted because we never really thought about it. So think about the whole concept of love right? Love is something that we all have experienced in some way with our partners, our family, our children, our animals, earth. Okay. Explain to me where it is. It's even, I can sense it. And it's also, by the way, what connects us to our deceased loved ones in the afterlife, my understanding that love trans goes over the death line. It goes onto the other side. It's a force of nature. I believe love to me. It's like gravity. Can you see gravity? No, you can't. You can feel it. You're, it's the pressure on, on us with the planet and love's the same way you could feel it you can't see it you can't touch it if you hug your loved one you could say you're touching it but it's there you know it when you see it. it's a je ne sais quoi so it's really it's very multidimensional. it's actually all around because we cannot explain it with our logical and the same thing for instance with our connection to source or higher power or god like most people on this earth believe in some form of a higher power of a creative source whatever we want to call that Again, you can't really explain it. It's not something that you can touch or it's something that you really experience on, in, in the inner world. So it's a very multidimensional thing. It's a magical thing. It's just that we've never really thought about it that way. Anything intuitive is like that too. Yes. Yes. So we're already saying we accept the fact that we live in a multidimensional reality. Yes. And you and I are familiar with it from our personal experiences. And I'm sure there's a good vast majority of people in the audience, like you said, who've experienced it themselves. And that's the part. And I think when you say uncover your magical powers, I feel like it's being in alignment with yourself or understanding our, our world as being multidimensional, not this outdated, outmoded, we're just three-dimensional. Yeah. And understanding that your magical power, your magical ability actually lays in your ability to connect and to work in that subtle realm, to be aware of that. That you think, <laughs> the things that you feel, the things that you envision, that all those things matter in the sense like they can matter, which is so interesting. The word alone, we always say it matters. And so I'm telling you, like your words, your thoughts, your feelings they matter. They can actually become matter, become form. What do you think about when we think of sacred geometry? What do you think are some sacred patterns we may see in our lives or relationships? I mentioned a few earlier, but I wanted to see if you had other examples in terms of your experience. Sacred geometry reminds us that most things go, for, for one, it goes in cycles and repetitions. And we see that in our relationships often. So 
it's very interesting to look at the cycles and the repetitions in relationships. Like what kind of a person do you feel attracted to? Or what shows up in your relationship as the common theme? Often we find ourselves being attracted to the same person over and over or find ourselves in the same situation over and over. We repeat the same patterns because we never really address the beliefs that are deep down inside of us that drive those patterns and that drive that behavior. So that is one thing. And I think by understanding sacred geometry and how life itself creates itself on those patterns and repetitions, it helps us to look for those repetitions and patterns in our own lives. And again, that gives us power. If you recognize what's going on, where your feelings are coming from, because a lot of us right now, we feel overwhelmed, we feel scared, we feel angry, and we just walk around with that feeling, right? I invite you to start looking at that. Like, where does it come from? Where does it get triggered? And then we can start looking at like, where does it originate? Sometimes you bring up patterns because I, since I've been doing the psyche stuff for a while and spiritual stuff, synchronicity has been a very strong force in my life with angel numbers, songs. Mm-hmm. It could be, I could, if you try to connect with someone on the other side, that's how they feel they communicate to us as a medium. I feel that it's like a spiritual Morse code. If you're thinking about your deceased grandmother, you're depressed and you're by yourself and all alone and she's been gone two years. And all of a sudden you put on the TV and her favorite TV show or movies on. That's a coincidence. I believe in synchronicity. I'm sending you validation. I'm with you. Yes, I believe that too. Absolutely. Yes. And what sacred geometry also reminds us of is that what happens in the small repeats in the large. So a lot of the patterns of is like how our molecules and our atoms on the inside of our bodies, how they revolve around each other and relate to each other is the same way as how it happens in the universe with galaxies and planets and star systems. Right. So then we can start seeing that in again, in the things we believe in our behaviors and our patterns as well, like often like little things start somewhere, we have a little belief somewhere, and then it starts growing into these behaviors and what we manifest in our lives. I want to ask you about being a creator again, because I always am fascinated about art and artists. And I want to, in terms of being a creator, have you ever had a moment in your life where you were able to sense ahead of time when you were going into a creative zone, like that you just created so many things, like like peaking when you, I feel like we all go in patterns and, and styles. And have you ever had a moment where you above average creative flow for yourself? Oh yeah. I just want to see if you could describe that for our audience. And I have it every time because I make soul portraits for people, right? So people hire me to create their soul essence. I bring their soul essence through in a picture like this, like this one is my own. And this one is called illumination because I am an illuminator. I bring I bring that what is in the dark or that what is unknown and I bring it into the light so it can be understood, whether that is theory and principles and concepts or whether that is people. So every time I go into a soul portrait journey with a person, it always involves a lot of sessions and stuff. But I always tell them like, look, I am going to go in meditation and I'm going to open the channels, which is me basically inviting the universe to start really connecting me to that person and bring in the information that I need and the creativity that's going to lead me to that expression. 
And it always happens. And I tell people, because I know that by now, you're probably going to think about me. I'm going to pop up on the weirdest moments in your day. All of a sudden, you'll be like, oh, I'm thinking about Lon. And I'm like, that's because I will be dancing with your energy out there in the multidimensional layers so that I can bring that expression through. And it's always like that. I always get texts from my clients in those times. Wow, I keep thinking about you and I'm having all these amazing dreams. And so, yes, I am very familiar with it. And I love that space. I love being in that space. You call it dancing. I I call it you're working with their energy. (laughs) You're tapping into their energy in a different way than like when I give someone a reading, but you're still working with their energy. Yes. That's how you're, you're basically elevated your higher self. When you do that, you connect with your higher self and then their higher self. And I feel like you channel that into your art. Yeah. I go, I got the dot com grid dancer, like probably, I don't even know, probably 10 or 12 years ago, because I always called myself like I'm dancing the grids. I, I usually am focused on layers of reality that most people don't think about. It's much harder for me to stay really focused on all the mundane stuff, like the earthly stuff. And me too. <laughs> it's not my realm. So. I believe that the more you delve into spirituality, the more you feel you can see the bigger picture. It's like you zoom oh, yeah. out and you see what everyone here is so consumed with. And then you're looking at going, you can't take it with you. Yeah. And you asked me about the book and how does that feel? And I feel like, I think it's going to reach a lot of people just like my Oracle decks. And if it's not, I almost feel like, you know what, the information in there, that's where things are going anyways, because the bigger picture that you and I are attuned to, that's not going to go away. Whether I'm telling the story and writing the book or somebody else, but this is not something that I made up. This is what's happening and this is where we are going. I love it. I want to ask you this because yes. we're running out of time. We still have a few more minutes, thank God, but I want to ask you this. If our audience, let's say someone's listening to us right now and, this, and they tune in and they're really fascinated by our conversation let's hope and what would you tell our like that person or let them know about modern merlin as a takeaway or some takeaways like as the author of your baby your book that you produced and created i guess i'll rephrase my question what's your favorite takeaway from your book that you'd want someone from our audience to really know about oh i want people to feel like yes life is really it's been hard the last couple of years and it's been challenging and it's scary and it's confusing and overwhelming and there is a beautiful story that if you start understanding that and if you start tapping into that and allow me to show you what is possible and how you can actually do all those things actually pretty simple because you already have it inside of you. You can do that from any place. You don't need to do anything complicated. I feel like I want to empower people. I want to give people hope, inspire them, make them see like the bigger picture. It's beautiful, this life. And it's precious. It's precious. So look for magic. The fact that you can do soul portraits. I wanted to ask you, what do you think our soul purpose is? I think everybody's soul purpose is different. That's why every soul portrait looks different. And every soul portrait comes with a description and a name. Because I believe that we all come to this earth carrying different qualities and things in our soul, in our essence, that we are here to grow on ourselves, but also to share with the world. So what you're like, just like you said, you are really good at talking and asking questions and connecting and communicating like that. And I'm good at like bringing things into pictures and explaining things in very simple terms and playing with words. 
So your soul portrait and your soul mission is in the overall, it's the same. It's to, to help and support evolution and to, but as your personal soul purpose is different than mine, it looks different. I is a little bit different. We all have, I call it our super magical power. So I have a really fun quiz. It's five minutes. You can just do it from my website or from my Instagram page. And it will show you what your magical superpower is, what kind of magician you are. Because if we look at magicians throughout history, if you look at like Gandalf the Grey or Professor Dumbledore, they are very different than, for instance, Tinkerbell or Yoda, right? So we all have a different magical superpower. And my quiz is like a five-minute, really simple, fun thing. It's just playful. It's just fun to play with. Tell me about your oral code decks. Our audience will be interested in wanting to get them. If you could just describe them. I see them on the camera, but if we do the audio version, if you well, could just name them. They're all sacred geometry. They're all principles. They're oracle decks, so there's nothing negative in it. Anybody can play with them. You can just draw a card and just you can just ask the question to the universe. Show me something that would be really helpful for me to think about right now. And then you draw something. And for instance, here... This is the, oh, there's holes in it. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's hard to see. And and I love the way that I'm looking at it right now. If anyone watches on the YouTube channel, for purposes of our radio audience, I'll say the audio audience, I was just showing up on screen this beautiful card that had some translucent qualities to it. And it it looked amazing. It had prosperity on it. That was one of your cards right there. And I thought that looked beautiful. And then the invitation is to think about what does that mean to you? And what would it take for you to feel prosperous? And then I take you in these questions of prosperity. What about on the physical level? What about on the emotional level? What about your health? What are all the things so that you can become aware of how prosperous you actually really are? Because oftentimes we only focus in prosperity, for instance, only on our bank accounts. And we forget to be grateful for our health or for the love that we have or the connections or the creativity that we have in our lives. So it's all about changing your perspective. My motto is change your perspective, change your life. You're not always in charge. You can't always control your external circumstances, but you can control how you react to them. You can control your internal. You can do something with that. And that's so true. I want to ask you, I believe you offer readings and I wanted to see if you could share that with our audience as well, in case they want to call you up or reach out to you for a reading. Yeah, and the great thing, of course, and especially because of COVID, it brought so much hardship and so much challenge. But the great thing is that it's, it connected us on Zoom, right? I mean, we discovered, that, oh, wow, we can actually build relationship and community online, which I love. So I connect with people from all over the world. and You can book a reading with me. And the fun thing also is like I offer a course, a modern Merlin course, a magical journey that is half self-paced and half i'm going to be guiding it you'll have like tons of like live zoom meetings with me and we're going to dive in all to this in all of it like multidimensionality and time and energy and soul and purpose and tools and so you can connect with me in all kinds of different ways however you like and based on our conversation today, I could just tell you'd be fun to work with because of your energy and just how enthusiastic you are and your perspective. Oh, yeah. I think that's that I could just see doing a Zoom call with you for this kind of stuff, aside from our interview today, how much fun that would be because yes. you're so relatable and you connect and you think from different, as you said, you think from different channels of, of your brain at the same time. You're 
mind, body, spirit is perfectly aligned. That's why you have the flow of the information you can create the way you do. It's beautiful. So my course is, is like that, yeah. My course is, it's, it's, I'm a designer. I can't help myself. So it's going to be full of like beautiful pictures. I have like full screen meditations with music and my voice. And I went all out. It has like 160 page full color workbook with all kinds of prompts and exercises. And it's all pretty. I'm all about pretty and harmony and pleasing to the eye, pleasing to the ear and fun. I want you to have fun. I was just saying the word fun as you were describing those things. In my mind, I thought of how to have fun, like you're enjoying your inner child again, because we're all inner children. Yes, because <laughs> the soul and it leads us to the spirit and it leads us to lightness. And I have to say this too. I didn't mention this earlier. When you mentioned earlier about being from Holland, I went to Amsterdam about 2009. Okay. I love the fact that everyone there is on bikes and everyone's so friendly. It's such a beautiful country. One of my favorite places I've been. Loved it. And I love Amsterdam. I love Amsterdam. I feel it's a lot like what we're talking about. It's such a melting pot of art and soul and history and innovation and new thinking. And it's a beautiful mixing pot. Very forward thinking place as well. And very accepting. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I was wanting to share with you. I didn't get a chance to share with you earlier. When you think about our place with nature, one of the things I like to ask our guests is, if you were to describe yourself as a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you pick for yourself and why? I'm a dragon. Why? I love dragons because they're powerful. They have fire. They're magical. They can fly. And I think I heard a story a long time ago where my son, he's now 19, but when he was little and I used to read him this story, it was about a dragon that lived up in the mountains from a little village and he had the reputation of being ferocious and everybody was terrified of him until there was this little girl that one day just set out and said like, I'm going to find the dragon. I want to see what this is all about. So she climbed up the mountain, found the dragon. Dragon was incredibly excited to see this little girl. At some point they were sitting together and the dragon started purring. And the little girl said, wow, I didn't know that dragons could purr. And he said, I didn't know that either. And then all of a sudden she saw his wings and she said, can you fly? And he said, I haven't been able to fly because my heart has been so heavy. But now that you're here and I feel connected, I feel like I can fly again. So she got on his back and she flew with him. I don't know. I think there's something beautiful about dragons. I I can see the ferocious and powerful magical side. And then I'd like to believe that there is this loving and gentle and side that's just, I think every creature just wants to connect and be part of creation. I've given that question a bunch of times. So I loved about the theme of your anecdote just now. It so is, yours, what would your animal spirit? Oh, my, sure. Mine, I always say owl because I have two parrots and I'm really, I really love birds. I'm into wisdom. And I believe that by spreading our wings and being able to be wise on how we approach our life, we can always benefit those around us as well as ourselves. And the interconnectedness, even with an owl, if you ever see an animal, an owl in the natural, its natural environment, you'll see that it has dominion in its own proximity. I really love that. And I think that's one thing for me that I respect about owls. And as a soul animal, that would be definitely a spirit animal. That'd be definitely my favorite. Uh -huh. Amazing. And it's actually, it's fun. It's the first question in my magic quiz. I will give you a whole bunch of animals and I ask you like, which animal do you feel most connected with? Synchronicity. See that? I get to end it with what you started with. That's like a real cycle. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. 
I want to thank you for coming on the show today. This has been an amazing treat for me. It's such a nice feeling to be able to have you on our show and grace us with your talent and your ability and your insight and your perspective and your life experience. I feel like it's all happened so that you could be at this exact point in your life right now. The next several years of your life, because I feel you have longevity, God willing, you're going to have a lot of fun and you're going to be very productive and you're going to continue to do what you're doing and you're going to expand it. I wouldn't be surprised if you come up with another book and a few other sets of cards and some other courses and platforms. I see you on a lot of different types of multidimensional platforms, expressing yourself with videos to people. If you do videos on your website much now, I think in the future, you might have some social media influence as well that you're going to do. I wouldn't put any of that past you. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you for that. I feel that too. And I'm very active on Instagram. So Instagram for anybody that's listening is a great place to connect with me because I post almost daily and I do a lot of fun, animated, sacred geometry things. I try to make it really creative and play with music and sound and be informative as well and give you a little bit of an insight in my life and lots of humor and so. Can you share your Instagram handle with our audience so we can have it? It's, it's low end underscore art, A-R-T. So low underscore art. You're the second artist I've had on my show in the last few weeks. I actually featured a 17-year-old artist from Dallas. She was featured in an, in a contest and her father had contacted me and she does digital art. And I'm like, grace to have someone like you as well. It's just, it's a blessing for me to be able to have uh, artists portraying their individual perspectives and blessing us with what you create. And I just support 100% everything that you're doing. And I believe it's so important from soul portraits to Oracle cards to these amazing books that you're doing. I think you're really inspiring the soul. You're nourishing our inner children with what you're doing. So I thank you for everything. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been, I love it. I'm so honored and so happy to be just sitting with you and chatting. And it's easy to forget that there's a whole bunch of people out there <laughs> watching. Yeah. Do it this way. We're having a conversation and then it's going to be recorded and dispersed. It's like, but it's such a beautiful thing. Yes. Uh, I just want to thank Lon for coming on the show today. It's great when you can have such a conversation that's so broad, but yet just amazing. As I said earlier, you're nourishing your inner child when you can explore these concepts and gain an understanding of how the mind, body, spirit work in connection with our soul and our meaning and purpose in life. We've all come through, like Lon has mentioned, the COVID pandemic and all these other things that have happened in the last few years. A lot of times we have our own despair or anxiety and fears. And I think working with someone like Lon, pick up Modern Merlin, being able to look at the concepts in this in Modern Merlin and just being able to go to our website, lon-art.com. You will see what I'm talking about. It's so exciting to see when people take an active role in their lives and really work on helping so many others. And that's why I believe Lon's active at doing right now. And if you've ever had a desire for nourishment for yourself, these Oracle decks will be great to consider and look at. I've used Oracle decks in in the past and I'm looking forward to using Lon's. Anytime you work on your soul purpose, your growth, your your self-development, just know it's not something that you need to fear. It's not something that if you struggle with, you have to worry about. In the big picture of it, we're all on a journey. And once you recognize that and enjoy it, have fun along the way, stay positive. I always say this at every episode. The more positive you are in your life, the more you'll be able to get through things. And I really do feel we're going to get, we're coming into a really good place in our lives right now. So check this stuff out. The information will be in our show notes. Stay positive because you're positive. Anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. 
If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric acid.